You're listening to uh, J-Man on the Launchpad Podcast. This is episode uh, number three, and we're bringing back a familiar face. Like, Already. 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 It's like I've run out of guests. Nobody wants to do this with me. Due to popular demand. <laughs> yeah, and due to popular demand. Uh, Sean Gallant from Gallant Media is back, and of course, uh, he is the sponsor of this podcast. And last time we talked about Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, the fact that you're a racist. Yes. And your phone isn't on silent. I don't think mine is either. I thought it was. Uh, you're a golden child. And what else did we chat about? Did you say racism? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I made sure that we talked about racism. Yeah. That was a great chat. And a lot of people really appreciated did they? that conversation, My by the way. My buddy called me a racist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now I've actually kind of decided that on Fridays, we're going to have a little bit more fun. We can talk with entrepreneurs, of course. Mm, yeah. Uh, but want to have some fun. Uh, things might get a little bit freaky. And then Monday... Uh, we'll just even things out, and it's going to be more of just a strictly business chat, right? You know what, though? I think I think each podcast can be a little bit of all that stuff. It's most definitely, it's evolving yeah. as we go. So what I'm hoping at the end of the day is that if someone can pull out one nugget, mm -hmm. uh, business-related, that's otherwise. fantastic. Or yeah, otherwise, because yeah, sure. it just takes one idea to yeah. absolutely overhaul oh. uh, someone's existence. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, we're way past intro uh, but you might Fuck. as well just, yeah, you if thought I maybe do, you were going to escape. If I do one now, can you copy and paste it? And I'll put it at the front? Yeah. You no, know, it'll be really weird is that what? people are going to be listening to the intro to the front, and they're going to get to this point and be like, oh. Uh, oh, they got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the power of editing. Is that what we're doing then? Yeah, let's do okay. that. Okay, so you give me an intro now. They're actually going to hear two intros yeah. now. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's do this. One now, and then, but one at the beginning. But one at the too. beginning. Mm -hmm. You're listening to J-Man on the Launchpad Podcast right here. On 106 point... No, no, no you can't start I, doing radio, I, God. You're no, going to get... No, no. Okay, let's do it again. Hey. Yeah. You're listening to uh, J-Man on the Launchpad podcast right here from his kitchen. From... <laughs> right? From the peninsula. Oh, <laughs> I got great. nailed so many times because I used to say, oh, yeah, I have an island. And they're like, that's not an island. That's yeah. a peninsula. Oh, this. Yeah. The, yeah, 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 what else? Uh, so, yes, we're talking to Sean Gallant. From Glant Media, glantmedia.ca, the sponsor of this podcast. And let's obviously talk business. Sure. And there are some big things happening right now mm -hmm. in the Glant Media camp. Yeah. Uh, you have previously performed three successful Petawawa showcases. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where you have 10,000 people through the door. That means 20,000 eyeballs uh, in a three-day period. We're talking about Petawawa, and a yeah. lot of people uh, find that hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, now, let's just dive a little bit deeper into that, because on on recalling the first time that you are on the podcast, I kind of rushed you through it. <laughs> and so, uh, just quickly... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's the Russian again. Uh, but know what I mean? Just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you Boris, because <laughs> you're always Russian. I'm all... <laughs> Okay, so anyways, in a nutshell, yeah. in a nutshell, why does someone want to head to Petawawa for the Petawawa Showcase? So uh, we have a great vendor package uh, that can be downloaded from the website. We've got people, vendors have told me that they've never been to another show that provides the uh, level of uh, professionalism and uh, just the sheer volume of people that we bring through the door. I mean... Sure, you see that at the large trade shows in Ottawa, but you're also talking, you know, three times the cost to get into one of those shows as a vendor, right? So I think you're being generous by saying it's only three times the cost. Like things are ridiculously, 
ridiculously expensive right. uh, if you want to partake in the city. And I think the mistake that a lot of vendors make, and maybe this is a nugget, uh, there's a lot of people that spend $175 here. Maybe they're in front of 500 people. Yeah. Right. Maybe they spend a little bit less, a little bit more and same thing. Maybe they get exposed to a thousand people opposed to why not save up your money for a big bang. Uh, the Petawa showcase is notorious that when people bring their stuff, they don't leave with it. Absolutely. Right. They have a packed car on the way there and on the way back. It's a lot lighter. That's right. We've got a lot of long term vendors because they see the benefit of coming to the show and they do so well that they're, they're back every year. Absolutely. And that's great. Yeah. And that's so cool to see, right? Yeah. So they're satisfied. You know, there's some people that generally do fare better at a showcase that you can kind of say like, you know what, this maybe just won't work. Is there something out there that just you can think of in the past, like maybe that just does not work? As a vendor? Yeah. At, at showcase? Yeah. Um, I haven't had a vendor tell me that showcase just wasn't for them because it, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a trick question yeah. right there. But that's good. <laughs> you know, it's great. Yeah, I've not heard that people don't want to be back. And really, the biggest thing about it, and, you know, I, I'm, I really want to put the stamp on this, it's free, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Not to be a vendor, <laughs> although <laughs> it's almost free, like yeah. when you're on vacation. Well, almost free, senor. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about a table that could go as little as $400 for three days, which is ridiculous, for 10,000 people to walk through the door. But it's free for people to attend, so free admission. That's right. Uh, and then it's free entertainment. Free admission, free entertainment, and free parking. And so, free parking, right? So that means the person that is going to come check out Petawawa Showcase, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to have more money to spend on the vendor opposed right. to spending money at the door. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, just to give a loose parallel, like I hate when I go to a bar and there's there's a, a cover charge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, it's only five bucks. Well, that five bucks was my first beer. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really annoyed about that. So uh, Showcase is really absolutely fantastic. And I am so excited to share some big news. Yeah. We don't have to give specifics, yeah. uh, but we're going to be branching out with the Showcase brand. That's right. And we're going to be going to... No, wait, no, we won't say that. No, we don't. Uh, we're going to say that. And, and, when are, and when are we going to be doing this? Are we saying dates? I thought we were Well, yeah, dates. we can do dates. No, okay, we're not going to do dates. <laughs> what the fuck can we say? What can we say? Uh, with that, you, we, have a, we have a Showcase coming up close to, no, closer yeah. to Ottawa. In yes, the that area. is, that's what we, in the Ottawa area. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's what it is. So, okay. Uh, we have an announcement that uh showcase is going to be coming closer to the city. Hey, well, Ottawa specifically. Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. There's this a, city. The, the still, Ottawa. that doesn't help. No, the Ottawa city. Yeah. Ottawa city. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was smooth. Uh, okay. So we covered showcase. Now, in regards to in regards to business, mm -hmm. this is something that I want to talk about, and it comes from something that we were actually just recently discussing. Uh, that it's really important for people to understand the value of their brand, sure, right? Yeah. Where there are so many people, especially when you're self-employed, to where there is this place of scarcity uh, that sometimes we can come from. That we would rather have. Not necessarily the business that they should be paying for, but to where sometimes people will cave on their prices because they're thinking, I'd rather have some money here than absolutely no money. How important do you think it is that people respect the price tag of their brand? Well, what starts happening is when you start lowering your prices, then that's what everybody expects, right? So you'll, you'll never make what you should be worth or what you think you're worth mm -hmm. because people will just start expecting those 
deals or low cuts. You That's know? right. Sure. Uh, like I even remember, well, even with you, I wanted to make sure that my first sale respected the price tag of your work. Yeah, right. So sure. Sean is the one that does all the web design. I'm just out there uh, helping him share his wares with the world. Right. And I knew that if I did that one, and Ottawa is such a small place, they say everybody knows one another. And with Facebook, like there's half a degree of separation now. Yeah. I take a whatever priced website and I take 25% or 20% or whatever it might be off that price and they talk to somebody else. So now what happens with that referral? Mm -hmm. I've just tainted that referral yeah. because they're going to expect something around the same price that you yeah, gave that person. Sure. You know, so it's just like this, uh, you know, what, what's the word? Like a perpetual, a perpetual. It's perpetual. Yeah, I was going to come up with a little saying or something like that, <laughs> but you know, you do it once, it happens again and again and yeah, again. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, I think it's really important for people to know their price. It's sometimes even better to lose out on that on that one person opposed to giving them that discounted price. I sometimes with showcase, um, you know, I've I've given a good deal to somebody that's done a lot of business with me or whatever, mm -hmm. and then I notice the next year they they've just assumed that they get the same price. Yeah, it's a slippery slope yeah, that's there. What I'm that's saying. what I was kind of right. wanting to put out there. Yeah. yeah. But especially, I mean, I guess if you were to make that move, uh, the best time to do that would be with someone that you've done repetitive business, yeah. letting them know exactly what it is that they're getting. Absolutely. You know what? I'll give you 25% off this year because you've been super fantastic. One time only, wink, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. But yeah. let them know exactly what they're going to get so yeah. they don't have to guess. You had a really great nugget uh, last time that we spoke in regards to quitting that every entrepreneur at one point should think about quitting. Yeah. Probably a whole bunch of times. Oh, a lot of times. And yeah. <laughs> what was so great about that is that's the little bit of information that someone can come away with mm -hmm. that maybe was thinking about quitting yeah. that didn't. Well, I think what it makes you do when you think about quitting is reevaluate what it is you're doing and whether it makes you happy. You know what I mean? Like, Let's actually explore that flip side. Okay, sometimes... Yeah, you evaluate, where am I right now? Is this really working for me? Mm -hmm. It is time to throw in the towel. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You're destined to do something different. There are people that have left things behind, totally. have tried something new. People can save themselves a whole bunch of years, a whole bunch of investment of their of their time uh, by maybe just taking a little bit of time to sit down there, evaluate exactly what it is that they, that they want out of life. Well, not everybody's meant to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. I think everybody should absolutely try it. Well, I got pooped on a little bit. I'm actually going to name drop right now. Her name is Anna, and she gave me shit. What? And she was like, we were pooping on the 9 to 5. Like, uh, No, it's not like no. that at all. No. I have an appreciation for the person. Actually, God bless the person that is fortunate enough to have a job totally. to where 9 to 5, like they're happy with that. Some people need that structure. They thrive on it. They have jobs they love that provides options for them and their family. Like, let's high five to that great. right now. Let's Absolutely. You hear that? One more so they hear it. We're high-fiving the 9 to 5. Totally. Okay, that's just not for me. What was your last 9 to 5? Managing a an athlete's world. <laughs> really? Re re retail management. Yeah. And before that was uh, call center management hmm. and, and sales and... I have a lot of customer service and, and sales. Yeah, well, that shows in your work. I see how you're back and forth with people. Like some people are messaging you through the the website. Uh, a lot of people are hitting you up through Facebook as like well. 11, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, like they're I just looking for a onesie. Yeah, and yeah. Let, let me just speak to this because I've seen Sean like literally 
he, like he's ready to go to bed. He's super tired. Uh, a message comes through and it's somebody wanting a onesie for their baby. And he is on it. Like Sean really doesn't sleep <laughs> when it comes to his business, mainly because he just sleeps poorly. <laughs> like you have too. bad sleeping habits. Do, yeah. And then he's up at four or five o'clock in the morning and boom, like yeah. you're just like you're super responsive because I see the notifications on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's mind boggling. So like customer service most definitely yeah. uh, is one of your strengths. I remember you telling yeah. me about a company in Petawawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and you had somebody working for you at the time that was new and they Bought sent the order, yeah. yeah, they sent the wrong order and the client was obviously upset. They were super eager with all the mock-ups, so on and so forth. They're waiting to unwrap that present and it's not what they wanted, especially when it comes down to size. Like that's something that's pretty sure. easy to relay. And you were responsible for fixing this problem because now your employee had since gone their own direction. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this whole transaction is that the first thing that you did is that you took responsibility for the misplaced order. He is someone that you hired and you took accountability. That is huge. You are also really transparent into what led up to that point to where maybe that this mistake happened. Mm -hmm. And then to finalize you not only were transparent, not only did you take accountability, but number three, uh, you made sure that you fulfilled the order and then you went beyond expectation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, client was uh, happy and thankful and grateful and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, I think we got through all the business stuff. Great. Uh, now there's something I'm going to want to talk about all forever. Right, I, I said that like I don't even know how long ago in the podcast that I really yeah. want to get to it, but yeah. uh, transgenders in sport. <laughs> Okay. Okay. What so, are, how do you feel about women competing in men's sports and vice versa? You know what? I have no problem. Remember Manom Rayom? Come on. No, I don't. Give know. it to me. What? She was the hockey player, uh, the female hockey player that was the goalie for Team Canada forever, and she got a right? tryout with the Tampa Bay Lightning and yeah. actually played an exhibition game in the NHL. I know nothing about this. Oh this, my God! Is this recent? <laughs> oh, last this month is, or two because yeah, I haven't, heard, something I haven't like that. heard of this. I've just been a little busy the last yeah, couple of months. Yeah, yeah, no, this yeah. happened like decades ago. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, people criticized her uh, because that's what people do oh, when other people try to get ahead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and women in a lot of those cases, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh. And then people said the only reason she got the opportunity is because she was pretty. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, you know, there were a lot of other hockey players. There were other people uh, that were obviously more qualified to play an exhibition game, yada, yada, yada. But like, men, when is that not the case? Women. Well, men, okay. men, that there were men that had better stats that she got, but that was seen as a big opportunity to capitalize on gotcha. merchandising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, they were an expansion team, so they're looking for a lot of attention, mm -hmm. right? But she, she could definitely play and she had some decent games. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the whole thing when it comes to affirmative action as a whole, whether it comes down to race, uh, you know, handicap or the fact that you are a female and not Gender, a male, yeah. right? Is that there, there's always going to be someone better, but it doesn't mean that they didn't deserve the opportunity to be there. And I think she most definitely uh, deserved to be there. Mm -hmm. Now, she's not transgender. Let's point that out. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, how do I feel about females competing with males? I have absolutely no problem with it. I think in some cases, it's most definitely it comes down to an issue of safety. But outside of that, go for it. Now, when we're talking about men, you know, uh, identifying as being female, mm -hmm. 
and then competing in things like weightlifting yeah, and yeah. track and things of that nature. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it like flat out. It's fucking ludicrous. I can't even <laughs> believe like I'm even having this fucking conversation. I get it. I'm all for identify with whatever you want to be. I yeah. mean it 100%. I don't care what's going on down for there. Sure. Yeah. Whatever you want to be. You can have your junk say, I feel like a female. And guess what? I'm calling you Katie, Beth, whatever name that you want. Okay? Yeah, right. Like across the board. Okay. I've had people in my business that are transgender. Yeah. Okay, but to just say that I identify as being a female and you were born male and now you're going to go fucking run the 100 meter, that's <laughs> that's so that's fucking preposterous. I can't like it I have to swear it it's that it's that ludicrous to how me. How do you really feel about I'm it? I'm going to tell you how I really feel <laughs> is that like the the slowest man in the 100 meter dash, okay? The slowest dude is faster than like oh, the no. fastest 100 meter ever run by a female. Oh, this no. is the truth. This is the one. There's no oh no. I know there's stats. I know. This is going to be something that happens in the Olympics now. Highlighted most recently is that I, I believe it was a high school track meet. Forgive me if I'm wrong because I don't thoroughly investigate and do my research. <laughs> uh, but there, why would you? <laughs> why would I? it's why a would podcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but two males that are now. Uh, identifying as as female, mm -hmm. running in this high school track meet or whatever, and uh, they blew the field out of the water. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you can think that I'm whatever. Like I don't care about the person listening to me that thinks I'm a bigot or this and that because I know who I am and I have no problem. Sure, but let's just be realistic. Like that's. Bananas. Do anything else that you want. Just don't tell me that you're a girl now and running against uh, women. Yeah, I am born female and now I'm running against females that were born male. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they should have their own leagues or teams or like, uh, you know what I mean? So... But then, you know, it's that's all female, it's all men. And then there's another one. That's like, all I understand what you're doing there. What? But you know, what's going to be the way that it's going to be perceived is that that's like exclusion. You're excluding them from like they're different and they have to go. Yeah, but men and women don't run against each other. They have their own. Right? It's true. But now what you're saying is that they fall somewhere in the middle opposed to the way that it's being presented is that. Someone is identifying as being female, even though we're, they were born male, but now they're just, the, they're female now. I know. Right? They're female now. Yeah. And that's what they identify with. And I want, I want to respect that. It, it really, it really is interesting. Uh, Cause I'll give you an example. They're like in a sport that you would think like, oh my God, I can't even believe this was allowed in MMA. Uh, there was a male that identified with being female mm -hmm. and, uh, she got in the ring with other females, born females. Yeah, yeah. MMA. Yeah. MMA. Now she smashed uh, the first two opponents. Now here's the uh, exception to the rule. Yeah. She did eventually lose. Yeah. Her third fight, she lost to a woman, right. born a woman. Yeah. Right? So that was a woman sure. beating up. A female that was born male. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's that's crazy. So it's not to say that just because someone is male, born male, and transition doesn't necessarily mean 
that they're they're better they have than an a female. Yeah. yeah, well, no, they do have an advantage, but that doesn't always mean that they're going to win. That's right. Right? But it most definitely serves as an advantage to be born a male and transition and identify as female. If you're competing. Yes. Right. Yes, in competition. Sure. Think about weight classes. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. were those for? Yeah. In female exclusive and male exclusive sports, mm-hmm. right? They don't let, like, rem- like when we t- actually, great segue from MMA. Remember when MMA first started and there were guys that weighed 140 pounds getting in there with sumo wrestlers? And for the most part, they just got squashed. They got annihilated. That's because of the weight class. Now, every once in a while, a small guy won. Hoist Gracie, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. Like, he's a legend. He's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he was the one guy that could, you know, beat these these big guys. He made a career off of beating people all different shapes and sizes yeah. with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. But for the most part, you see what happens today, especially uh, modern day MMA, when you have people step up a weight class having to carry all that weight, mm-hmm. that extra weight that they're not used to. Or if it's someone having to cut weight and, you know, drop down a couple of divisions, yeah. you know, they're not used to not having that weight on them, like being so gaunt almost, yeah. you know, not eating this, the same amount of food or whatever it might be, or having just a hard time uh, staying that weight uh, before weigh in. Anyways. <laughs> Point. You know a lot about MMA. I know basically. a lot. I know a lot about MMA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just I, I don't think it's one of those things that's going to go away anytime soon. It's still something that's still uh, pretty fresh, right? Still, pretty... still fresh. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where this conversation is a couple of years down the road. All, all we can do right now is just kind of put it into play, let it happen, and then evaluate after it's done. Right? And to think, you know what? People still joke about Bruce Jenner and Caitlyn and stuff like that. And you know what? At the time when all that was happening, Mm -hmm. I totally took for granted what was actually going down. Like how the ball was just starting to roll. I really didn't think about transgender all that much before something like that. Like it only really started getting mentioned more in the public eye. Because of Bruce Jenner. Isn't that crazy? Because of Caitlyn, right? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) we're being so PC correct correct. I'm just going to say it the way that I want to say it sticking with you know uh, scenarios of the the nether regions uh, this is something that I told you I wanted to talk about a while back and it's something that I could not stop talking about months ago (laughs) after I watched the documentary I can't wait you can't remember no I'm I'm just kind of dropping this on you you don't you don't remember this conversation no. Uh, that we were having in a hotel room, and I said, I'd just seen this documentary. And as I asked you, yeah. had you circumcised your child? Was this in Montreal? No, oh, this was in Ottawa. So, oh, maybe you just don't remember. I, I do not. Oh, really? We were in a hotel we room. We were having a night. Oh. oh, yes. We were having a night, though. Recently. Yeah, with yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave. With Dave. Hey, okay. Dave. What's up, Dave? How you doing, hey. buddy? Uh, and so I had asked you, had you circumcised your child. What did I say? <laughs> you said yes. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> now, yeah. this is really interesting. So I had watched this documentary, mm-hmm. uh, as forementioned, and it was talking about how circumcisions go wrong, where like the penis can actually recede into the abdomen, like a whole bunch yeah. of just ridiculous stuff yeah, like yeah. that can happen with circumcision. I also saw just a couple of seconds of a baby's face while having a circumcision. Yeah, it's not pretty. No, and they were saying that there's absolutely no reason for 
circumcision whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And like, there's one old guy that's like super pro circumcision. Like, he's just he's way too excited about circumcision. He's like, circumcisions are just do do do. This is why we need it because without it, your penis is gonna be dirty and you're evil. Like it's I swear <laughs> it all gets, like it's it's pretty much like across the board. There's absolutely no reason. For you, me, or anyone else to have a circumcision. Right. Right? But people Here fucking do it anyways. Here we are. You're like, I'm going to do it. Now, I know for myself, I would never circumcise my child. I'm right? like, yeah. Why do we still do it? Um, I did it mainly because uh, it might just be easier for him to, you know, he looks like daddy. You know what I mean? Right. So. And what do you have to base that off of? Nothing at all. <laughs> right? Yeah, nothing That's at the all. whole thing. Nothing Absolutely nothing. You know what so I mean? Like, I'm trying to think. You're concerned that the baby doesn't have, hasn't made their own choice of whether they want that done to their body. That's right. But we also pierce kids, like little girls' ears. Well, that's their choice. Who's? They wanted to. Sometimes, sure, maybe a no, parent just goes out there. No, that's the parent's choice. At, well, at oh, three oh, year, at, Sure. Baby, I've seen babies' ears. Pierced. That's a great point because that is body mutilation. Absolutely. Here, okay, that's a really great point. Okay, like yeah. Flip side to the coin. Now, in saying that, though, mm-hmm. I mean this. That doesn't. Number one, it doesn't make the circumcision part okay. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But. You mutilated his penis. And you know what? This at this point. No, I, no, no. You're, you're not paying attention. You mutilated his penis. You mutilated it. That's what you did. That's right. And because you have a mutilated penis. Yeah. Like or maybe maybe it's our subconscious like want to say like, you know what? I'm not happy with my penis. That's So probably, you're going to have the same. I am definitely not <laughs> yeah. happy with my penis. <laughs> I wish it was smaller. <laughs> too big. It's too big. Too big. Oh, what's the, I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's really incredible. The circumcision. Where, well, here, I'm going to ask you a question. You can tell me. What is the most sensitive area of the penis? The penis. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole, the Don't whole touch thing. It. Like, well, you know. Like, you have a circumcised penis. Yeah. I am also circumcised. High five. <laughs> High five is circumcision. So we both circumcised. Yeah. Okay. So, and what's the most sensitive area? Seriously. Like, no jokes. Just, um, let's have this conversation. The head? Yes. The top. Like, top. I don't know why you're asking Hit? me. Yeah, like the tip, the top. Okay. Now, also where the incision is made, yes. like where that triangle is yeah. at the base, okay. I, I believe. I don't know, on mine. Oh, wow. I have never examined any <laughs> other person's penis other than my own. So I'm just speaking from my own personal well, experience. it's really weird. Is it on the bottom? The <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, okay. really weird. It's at the base. So it's just, I guess, yeah, that connects the same everywhere. You know, maybe it's off a little to the side. Anyways, love your penis. I do. I love my pants. <laughs> you should so, put it away. I, I should, yeah, I don't know why it's out right now. <laughs> Holy shit. I said, <laughs> holy jeez. <laughs> I don't know. 
don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, so it's like the most sensitive area of the penis is that triangle, uh-huh. right? So with the foreskin removed from the penis, do you believe you're removing 75% more pleasure from the right. male penis? Think about that. Like, you like what's happening now when you have sex. Right. Can you, like, I'm already a premature ejaculator. <laughs> <laughs> If I had, I don't even, I couldn't even imagine what I'd do yeah. with, you know, three times more sensitivity. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. It'd be immediate. It would be. I'd be I done. like anything. Yeah. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't. Yeah, that would be bananas. Yeah. That, w- that would be bananas. I couldn't yeah. imagine. So, I mean, now I don't harbor any resentment, obviously, towards my parents uh, for them choosing Making for me to be decision. circumcised. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> But anyways, it goes way back, like, apparently to where masturbating was just something evil and they removed the foreskin because it was less That's pleasurable. Right. Right. And yet we take this ridiculous nonsense and we're still doing it in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot like religion. People practiced it back in the 1500s. It's an outdated... Yeah. procedure or thought Absolutely. or idea. Okay. Or and yet you still did it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not saying it was right. Yeah, oh, and I'm not ju- and I'm not decision. judging in any way shape or form, nor should I judge anyone else. Like right. I don't you do what you want to do. I know I would not mm-hmm. do it if I had a kid moving forward. Okay. Like without question. Okay. Uh <clears throat> and now to get back to what we were uh, originally talking about is so you remove all, all that pleasure. That's that's a big thing to take away from someone. Now, I may like for instance there are people out there that don't necessarily, maybe, they don't have a, as easy a, a time, you know, getting aroused. There, there, there's people that have problems with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine that, you know, they're circumcised. The person, like the parents, that there was a procedure that was done when he had absolutely no choice, mm-hmm. right, to where it was completely out of his hands. Right. Like, do you think if you could just pop a human brain out of that baby upon birth and say, hey, little baby, wah, wah, yeah, so... Two options, okay? Uh, you can have that, you know, that that hood over your penis, okay, and have like a hundred percent sensitivity and have amazing sex, etc., and whatever, right? Or we can just slide that bad boy off for absolutely no reason. Like, listen, we don't have to do it. It's not necessary. It's outdated. We should have never ever done it. it should, I don't even know why it's a practice, but we'll take it off anyways, and you'll have like. <laughs> compared to like that that other thing with the hood yeah. like you're gonna be a stump well what would you okay. choose? you know what i want less i want less pleasure yes i want less pleasure right and well, then my parents wanted that for me and i want that for my boy yeah but and in saying that as much as that comes out of love yeah. right it comes out of love and familiarity now and, and here's Something even more bizarre, okay? Because maybe you're, well, you are looking at me like, uh, uh, like, like, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. But there is also a growing movement. Uh, there's also a growing movement for men to reconstruct their foreskins. <laughs> you don't believe me? There are stretching machines, so there are no. individuals. I uh, watch the document. There's at least like five. <laughs> no, but honestly, like this is a big movement. I've kind of followed this way too closely for too long a period of time. Clearly. Okay, especially for someone that has no interest in rejuvenating my foreskin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of... It's a big industry. 
like a whole bunch of contraptions that you can use that will through stretching elongate your your foreskin to where it will never go back to what it used to be uh but you'll have something yeah and think about just the pleasure mechanics as well i actually don't look at me (laughs) don't look we can't look let's close our eyes while we have this don't look at me uh to where the the mechanism of a sleeve over the penis that Mm -hmm. when a male is masturbating Mm -hmm. you're pulling a moist sleeve up and down over the tip as you had mentioned which is Sensitive. Sensitive and highly pleasurable, right? Sure, yeah. And now you take that out. Like, why are there men out there, for instance, you know, masturbating with lube? Like, that shouldn't even be necessary. Your body would produce its own natural lubrication. And now, again, like, hey, free lube. Cut that off, too. Yeah, go back to that adult in the baby head and saying, yeah, you're going to have to buy lube the rest of your life. Right. It's a really fascinating watch. It's on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. And I <laughs> wouldn't be able to tell you the name of it either because good luck, people yeah. good luck, good luck finding me. that thing. just circumcision documentary netflix yeah, yeah. and uh just look at the receded penis and oh my god it's awful like it the fact that if something does go wrong right that one in one million or whatever it might be yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a lot higher than that like it's at an alarming rate mm-hmm. uh that could you imagine if your son grew up if something Right. did go wrong yeah, yeah. and now that's if just if you would have just left it alone i wouldn't be in this situation right, right? absolutely yeah, for sure that was a, yeah, that was a really good that was a good chat <laughs> did you vaccinate your child yes of course and you think it would be absolutely ridiculous not to of course okay we'll have that conversation later okay yeah that's going to be a good one why you think <clears throat> you think it's okay to not no we're not going there all i'm saying is that you know what i don't have a child and so whatever choice somebody wants to make with their kid is completely up to them. No, because it affects all the kids around them. Your yeah. Kid, your kid comes down with fucking mumps, which hasn't been around since <laughs> 1818. Yeah. Spreading mumps to kids that... Okay, but that's that's the whole thing. But you believe in vaxxing. But of for course. the person that doesn't believe in vaxxing, everything you just said is well, nonsensical. Ridiculous. Yeah. So that's for another one. That's this- called a tease. What you do is you tease something that maybe you'll talk about. So next time you and I sit down, we're going to talk about anti-vaxxers and whether or not they're onto something or maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't know. In sticking with yet an, another loose segue mm-hmm. uh, on, on the Launchpad podcast, <clears throat> let's talk more about your son, okay. Alex. He's five. Yeah. Uh, really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, super adorable. <laughs> I'm a little biased. Because he's yours. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, do you think like every parent thinks that of their Absolutely. children? Absolutely. Regardless of whether that kid is actually smart or actually adorable? Because not all kids are smart and adorable. I, I don't That's know why you're asking me, someone that has zero kids. But I would think that, you know what, is that you may know that your kids don't necessarily excel on a certain level, like some other children yeah, oh, would, for sure. yeah. but there's always something special. There's always something unique in every child of course. Uh, that shines through, that does make them special in a way that other kids can't be. Uh-huh. Right? That's pretty good yeah, for a non-dad. Good though. Yeah, I, oh, have it nephews. Was, it was, yeah. I have nephews yeah. and a niece, okay. and I love them all. Mm-hmm. I can't lie. Like, I am not a big children person. Yeah. For your own, anyways. That's fine. Yeah, that's your, you know what? Yeah, uh, and that's okay. It's anything in, like, for me, 
anything like other than Gaga Goo Goo is is okay. Like I really can't stand babies. Oh yeah. Like you can't my, communicate with them. It's it's well a, that's the whole thing. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But no, people tell me that have kids that you can kind of tell that certain cries mean a certain thing. Do you, no? Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But at the end of the day, they're literally like my nickname for Alex is uh, Meatball because okay. when they're babies, they're literally, literally just a ball of meat. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't talk. No. They don't. You can't communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes you can't figure out what the fuck is wrong with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's absolutely so maddening and frustrating. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, I love the kid. Yeah. But that whole stage was yeah. really difficult. Absolutely. Well, really difficult. I think the really exciting thing about a child saying their first word, in all reality, is that it's the very beginnings of them being able to communicate mm-hmm. you know, with the spoken word. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, to where you can start having a conversation with your child. Like, for instance, does that just kind of appear out of nowhere? Or do you find by the time you're you're having a conversation with your kid that it's just become it's just, kind of a natural progression? It's funny because it, it's, it's stages. And so, like, at the beginning, he'll only be able to say one or two words in the thought he's trying to communicate. What was his first word, by the way? Daddy. <laughs> you love that. Okay. Yeah. And then... He hits the next stage where he's able to fill in another one or two of those words in that thought he's trying mm-hmm. to form. And then now and then now he's able to, you know, really just come out with a whole sentence. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. And he, you know And he's intelligent. He is very intelligent. Yeah. yeah. I don't you know. And to be able to you know well <clears throat> to be able to like, yeah, fully form a thought like it's really wild to see a baby grow and i mm-hmm. mean i know people have been doing this for yeah. eons you know yeah what I mean? especially but to, on facebook now with all the photos we all yeah, see yeah but to experience it for yourself it, it, it it's unbelievable to see how a human being grows and learns mm-hmm. and forms their own thoughts and ideas and like his big thing now is if he doesn't like what we're asking him to do, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Alex, I need you to put your pajamas on. I need you to brush your teeth or whatever. His big thing now is like, oh, I just want to live my own life. <laughs> how really? Come, yeah. How come you guys get to live your own life and I have to do whatever you say? <laughs> he gets it. Right? He's oppressed. Yeah. You get yeah. It. I'm like, man, like five years old, like just to think like, Man, how come these guys get to just tell me what to do? Uh-huh. Like, who, the, who are these guys? And what, what that I mean? really like, means in his head as well, right? Like, how does he really see it? Yeah. That would be the most fascinating thing to Absolutely. actually be in his brain and like, yeah. does he really know what he's saying right yeah. now? Like that human human consciousness is just yeah, that's incredible, right? And I you think that's want- what it is: is that it gets to it gets to be exhumed right from the tomb. Is that all of a sudden? Oh my god, I cannot believe that my child is showing rational thought. You ever watch that show Westworld? No. Okay. It's a genius show. Basically, these robots achieve consciousness and realize that they're robots. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. It it was this moment of consciousness. And that's kind of like the way a baby is. Yeah. You know, they get to a certain point where, like, they're just meatballs. Yeah. And then, boom, suddenly they're forming thoughts. Yeah. Meatballs with, with with a... With thoughts. Yeah. Like suddenly they've achieved this consciousness and they're like, 
wow, man, I I can say whatever I want now. I can yeah. expect things. I can and look at look at the expressions I'm putting on my parents' face. Like they look really <laughs> perturbed right now. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's how they learn. I'm guessing that must be through what they say and how you react. That's just going to kind of feed into what personality that they're going to bubble into. They're going to learn oh, sure. all about you. Great book called Blink. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Uh, he's also written David by Goliath, What the Dog Saw, uh, and Outliers. Like, it, I've heard amazing. Yeah. And Tipping Point. Did I mention that? No. Maybe. Okay, I think that's another one. Okay. <clears throat> and in Blink, what it does is that it breaks down so many things that happens within the blink of an eye. And one of the things that they talk about is this gentleman that has a, a special institute where there is a very special language that only few people can do, which is reading like hundredths of a second of a frame of film and what the face is doing at that time and what that means. Hmm. And so I believe that this particular professor has been able to break it down to where someone can have a 15 minute conversation and something, a couple uh, and to an 80 to 85% certainty, you can tell whether or not those people are going to be together in five years. Is that right? Isn't that fucking bananas? Yeah. Like, that's bananas. And so what they do is that they just analyze every frame. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, frame has a code based on where the face is at that yeah, particular yeah, yeah. time in regards to animation. Yeah. Uh, it's just fascinating. And these are things that we're still, you know, we're still learning about, so on and so forth. But I think, you know, innately deep down inside... That's just something that we have built within us, oh, for right? Sure, yeah. And how much how much information is processed with that baby to whatever age it is that they speak based on how you reacted to the nonsense that they said and did. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I remember <laughs> did God, did we talk about the first time? I don't know. Because you know, I, I share this example uh with some people, just sticking, you know, with, with babies and so on and so forth. And okay. You know, there's a learning curve and there, there's no oh. manual, right? And just as much as they're learning about you, you're learning about them. Totally. Right? Uh, and parenting can be tough. I don't have to oh, be right. a parent to know that. And I will never forget. And I, and I tell people this story when it comes to the transparency of who you are. And that also ties into your business Me? and just everything about you. Yes, okay. you. Uh, is I remember there was a day that you were texting me. And you were telling me about how difficult it was, mm. you know, raising Alex at the time. Like I you know just weren't I know sleeping. The, I know the yeah, exact so you were talking instance. About that, the same moment. Yeah. And you texted me and you said like, like I'm weeping. Like I'm crying. I'm so frustrated. Yeah. Like yeah. that was, like that was so deep. And I, and I appreciate that. You're one of two male friends that I have to where, you know, they had kids and they really acknowledged to like, bare bone proportions like if it was a board game you would have fucking flipped that thing like if it was a board game you would have flipped it over and you would have walked away right uh man like so what was that moment like how are you in your words like you know outside of that text yeah so there was this period of time where i mean he he might have been for a few months um when he when he was a few months old every night at six o'clock seven o'clock we called it the witching hour because for an hour or two he would just scream Mm -hmm. you couldn't feed him you couldn't burp him you couldn't walk him you couldn't nothing nothing would ease this kid Mm -hmm. and he would just scream and scream and scream and as a parent you feel that you're not 
providing for your kid because like I, I don't know what to do I don't know what to like you said there's no manual mm-hmm. you, like you just I, nothing's working right nothing's working so yeah I mean it was weeks of this that finally I broke down and ended up in the basement I just I can't do this right now you know mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it's crushing and did you tell Shaylee that you were having these like mini breakdowns or did you well, try to be just, a strong dad? Yeah, it just happened the once. Um, okay. But she was there when it happened. Oh, really? Oh, eh? for sure. Oh, I said, wow. listen, you deal with this. I, I'm done right now. I can't. I can't. I just, I can't. And I went downstairs and I just sat in the dark. And Yeah. See, like, I'm just even looking at your face. This yeah, is the yeah. first time we've talked about it. Oh, yeah, probably. Face to face, like in depth anyways. Yeah. Like, I may have just mentioned it just once. Yeah. And you can just like... We're talking oh, about facial tough, positioning and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I can just, you're right back in that moment. Yeah. Like, oh, it was tough. did you like just get into her arms and just kind of sob? Or did you just kind of just bend over and she was next to you and kind of patting you on the back? Like, no, no. She was coming downstairs and I said, you know, I just want to be alone right now. Wow. Eh? So, yeah, I just, you know, handled it and got back to it or whatever. Poof. That's crazy stuff. It's tough. And now look it's at him. It's not easy. And now look at him. Chip off the old block, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> he is, is kind of handsome. Yeah. Well, he is kind of handsome. Yeah. Well, you know what, Sean? Uh, it's been a pleasure once again having you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We a had a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. And uh, I really like having these conversations with you and... Uh, I, I can see why the listener enjoys having you here as well. Do they? Yeah, because, you know, we just have open, honest chats. Sure. Really open, really honest. Uh, and I, I also hope that people can see, uh, you know, how we resonate with one another. Like, you're someone I work with on, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. On a mission to help entrepreneurs go out there and succeed. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you're in today's marketplace and you're relying on a Facebook fan page... You are you are not really in business. Now, maybe you just want to be a little hobby shop and you don't have much ambition in regards to wanting to grow, and that is perfectly cool. Now, if you're a business that's looking to go out there and crush, if you're out there and you're looking to make a profit, if you don't have a website, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, in your own business, then why is anybody else? I love what you do. I have to go out there and I have to feel confident that I'm going to tell this person that they're going to get something that they love and you deliver. So uh, I'm saying that people should go out there and get a website from whoever you believe is going to do the best job for you. Like Sean is maybe not everybody's guy. Maybe you don't get a good feeling. That's never (laughs) happened, right? But take your time and go out there and, you know, interview the people that you want to represent your brand. But to go out there and get a professionally done website, and that's where a veteran like Sean Gallant can come in and just really help your your business shine. So I just, I wanted to do that for you so you didn't have to give yourself uh, a shameless plug. If people want to find you online, uh, glantmedia.ca. That's right. Uh, And of course, uh, Petawawa Showcase. Want to tell people about that? Yeah, so Petawawa Showcase, April 26th to 28th at the Civic Center. Um, 190 vendors, come on out and check it out. All right. Showcase in Petawawa.ca. That's right. 
showcase and petawawa.ca. Make sure to go check it out. Thank you once again uh, for listening to the podcast. Thank you once again, Sean. Another high five. Yeah, we'll just keep this the theme. No problem. And I also do want to give a special thanks once again to you, uh, Sean of Gallant Media, for being the sponsor of the Launchpad podcast. No problem. Uh, Couldn't have done it without you. Take care, be well, and love simply because you can, everybody.